Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. If today is your first day to be with us, we want to say thank you. Can we welcome our guests this morning and show them how much we appreciate them being here? So we say thank you for being here this morning. And I'm going to go ahead and dive into the service this morning because I know that today is a, is a packed day. But um, what would be Father's Day without a few dad jokes, right? I mean, come on, dad jokes are the best, right? Because they don't make sense, but the dad just laughs his head off, right? So I want to share a few dad jokes with you this morning before I preach. So I hope you enjoy them. If not, too bad. Because I thought they were funny. What did the pitcher, or why did the pitcher go to jail? Because it was framed. <laughs> Come on, guys, that's funny. What did the ocean say to the shore? Nothing, it just waved. What do you see when you see a space, man? You park in it. Right? When you see a space... You park. Come on, Dad, you know. Why do bananas need sunscreen? Because they peel. Come on. You guys are catching up with me this morning. What does a, why does a chicken coop only have two doors? Because if it had four doors, it would be called a chicken sedan. Come on. Come on. Have you heard about the rumor going around about butter? Let's not spread it. Never mind, let's not spread it. Come on, man! <laughs> You're still in my thunder up here. Why did, the, uh, why did the can crusher quit his job? Because it was so depressing. <laughs> Come on! It... I'm not going to read this next one, I'll save it. Okay. What do you call <laughs> You convince me. What do you call a man who toots or who doesn't toot in public? A private tutor. <laughs> Come on. That's great. What is brown and sticky? Who said that? A stick. This is the funny this is my favorite one. What do you call a pony with a sore throat? A little horse. <laughs> what happens when a frog parts illegally? It gets towed. And the last one. What did the buffalo say to his son when he left for college? Bye, son. Bye, son. Yeah, come on. Give it up for dad jokes. Well, this morning, I want to I preach a message to you called The Importance of a Father. And I titled it, or somebody helped me come up with this title because I had a, a different title. But it's more than just a Father's Day message. This is a message to all the men this morning. Because you may be here this morning, and you may not have a child right now in your life, but sooner or later, you probably will bring a child into this world. So it's more than just being a father, but it's being a man. It's being a man. 
And so I, I did some just reading and some research this week, and it says this, according to Lifeway Research Group, Father's Day is the holiday with the least single lowest average in church attendance, lower than Labor Day, Memorial Day, and even Fourth of July. That Father's Day typically is the lowest attendance in church. But it's also interesting is this, that Mother's Day is the third highest in church attendance right after Easter and Christmas. Come on, man, men, what... Father's Day is the least, and Mother's is, the, is, is one of the highest. According to the data collected by Promise Keepers and Baptist Press, it says this, If a father does not go to church, even if his wife does, only one child in 50 will become a regular worshiper. If a father goes to church regularly, regardless of if the mother does, between two-thirds and three-quarters of their children will attend church as adults. If a father attends church irregularly, that's hard to say, between half and two-thirds of their children will attend church with some irregularly as adults. Another survey found that if a child is the first person in a household that becomes Christian, there is a 3.5% probability everyone in the household will follow. If a mother is the first to become a Christian, there is a 17% probability everyone in the household will follow. However, when the father is the first to become a Christian in the family there is 93% probability that everyone else in the household would follow. 93%. So men, look at me this morning. You're important. You are very important in your family. Not just fathers, but men. You're important. Why? Because God has called us to lead the way. It's important that you understand that, that 93% of, of, of people, the kids, will come to know the Lord or the family because the Father is leading the way. Realize that, that you're important to the process that God has placed together back even before anything come into existence. That God placed it together. That God put this thing in motion. That God set everything in place for it to work out the way it's supposed to. Men, you play a major role in the home, but you also play a major role in raising your children. You play a major role in the home, but you also play a major role in raising your children. Men, I want to I challenge you today as this. It's not time for you to sit back. It's not time for you to sit back and allow your wives to lead your home. Kind of quiet there. For just a minute. It's not time for the men to sit back and allow our wives to lead our families. Because God didn't set it up that way. He set it up for the man to be the leader of the home. Why? Because if you follow that process, then everything will work according to how God set it up. But if you don't follow that process, then it doesn't work. Men, it's time that we step forward and, and, and lead the way, not only in our, in our families, not only in our churches, but also in our, in our culture, in our society. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, and this is the sermon, or the, 
the, the message that, that I got from the sermon is this Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. It says this. It says, the men, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord among the trees in the garden. And this is what God said. And notice who he addressed first. But the Lord called to the man and asked this question. Where are you? Where are you? This morning I want to take a few moments to speak directly to the men in the building this morning. And ask you this question. Men, where are you? Men, where are you? If you take a look over the past 10 or 15 or 20 years, you can see in society that men have taken a back seat in, in a lot of different things. And if you look at our culture today, you will understand why it's in chaos and confusion. Why? Because the man decided to take a back seat and not be the man that God's called him to be. So if you look at our society today, we need men to be leading and men to not just be men, but we need to be godly men and live the example that God's called us to be and to live. Because if men is not leading the way, there is chaos and confusion, not only in our families, but it's in our culture. Why? Because God set it up to flow that way. And when it doesn't flow that way, then everything is chaos and confusion. In our churches, men have disconnected themselves from things that, has called, that caused women to step forward and lead in places where men should be leading. Men should be leading in places that women are leading now because men have taken a back seat and not been the example of the way that they're supposed to lead. God has called them to lead. I heard a quote a few weeks ago, and it really spoke to me. It says this. It says, just because you're a Christian man does not make you a good father. Just because you're a Christian man does not make you a good father. Look, at th look out through the Old Testament and look in the Christian men that were not good fathers. See, in order to be a good father, in order, in order to be the man that God's called you to be, then you have to lead how God set it up. You have to do what God has called you to do. There's things that, that us as fathers have to do that God's called us to do that we're not doing. And so we need to change some things. If we want our cultures to change, if we want our families to change, men, guess where it starts? With you and with me. You see, we, we can't blame everybody else. Kind of like Adam. You know who he blamed in the garden, right? Eve made me do it. No, she didn't. She didn't make you do anything. You chose to do it. So it's time that men stop blaming everybody else for the way the world looks, but be an example and lead the way and let's change what's in front of us. Just because it's chaos and confusion now doesn't mean that God can't change it because he's still God and he still can change if we will lead and be an example the way God's called us to lead and be an example. There are things that we must do to be good fathers. Every, uh, every single thing he did, he had a process. When he created man, he had a process of how it should go. And if men would follow that process, then it would work out. Men, I want to tell you this this morning. God, is not call, or God has not called you to be the dictator of your home, but he has called you to be the discipler of your home. You have to lead the way and so that your family will follow you. So today, men, I ask you this question. Men... Where are you? 
God, was, God went looking for Adam, asking the question, Adam, where are you? Adam, what happened? Adam, I set this thing up for you, and all you had to do was follow it. All you had to do was obey this thing. Adam, where are you? But Adam didn't follow, and Adam did not follow through with what God had called him to do. And what happened? Chaos and confusion was entered into our world because of a man who did not do what God called him to do. So I want to give you three things this morning about the importance of being a father. Number one is this, priority. The position of priority. It says this, God, listen, God created Adam first, and then he created Eve. He created Adam first, and then Eve came after. Now listen, I want to tell you this this morning. Just because he created Adam first doesn't mean, man, that you're better than the wife. It doesn't mean that at all. He created you first to follow the process. Why? Because he's trying to build a foundation on you and not her. Because you're the leader of the home. You're the one that God's called you to lead your family. So he created Adam first, and then he created Eve second. He didn't create them at the same time. He created Adam first, and he created Eve second. And here's the reason why, again, is that man, God was looking at Adam and saying this, Adam, you're called to be responsible for what I created. You are now responsible for what I am about to create or what I have already created. God is looking for men who he can trust with responsibility that he has given them. Men today have taken less and less responsibility of the things that God has placed in front of them. Can I be honest? I read something this week that, that Christian women, single Christian women, are looking for godly men and they can't find any. They can't find any. So men, where are you? Men, are we being men? Are we setting it up? Are we allowing God to, to lead us and guide us in our life? Are we taking responsibility of the things that God has placed in our heart? Are we, are we allowing somebody else to take responsibility for what God has placed in our life? Men, you are responsible for your home. Men, you are responsible for your family. Men, are you are responsible for raising your children and discipling your children. Not the pastor, not the youth pastor, not the Sunday school teacher. You are responsible for leading your family and being the discipler in your home. That's how God set it up. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, go to God and talk to Him. This is not my doing, this is God's doing. He has a process. He has a plan. And if we will follow it, then everything will work out the way it's supposed to. God, now, it doesn't mean that there won't be problems in our life. It doesn't mean that everything is just going to be roses and, and cheese and all that stuff. It means that we're going to have problems, but here's the deal. We know who to go to. Because we've built our foundation on the solid rock, not just on anything. You see, when you build a foundation, you have to understand, if you're going to build a foundation on something that's, that's difficult, on a rocky substance, then you're going to have to put a little work into it. You're going to have to work a little harder. You're going to have to dig a little harder. It's, it's not going to come easy. But on the other hand, if you build it on sand, you don't have to work that much. The Bible talks about two men that had the same vision, that had the same plan. That was to build a house. One man built it on, on a solid foundation, and the other man built it on sand. But if you step back and look at the house, the houses look exactly the same. Just from the outside, you can look at it and go, well, man, everything is okay. Until when? The storm comes. And until the storm comes, that's when you realize 
what's built on a solid foundation and what's built on sand. You see, it's easy to go out and build a sandcastle. But it's a little harder to build something on a on solid rock foundation. You got to work a little bit for it. Sometimes, men, we got to work a little harder sometimes. Not just outside the home, because you're a great provider for your family. I'm talking about in the home, in the church, in the culture. So build your house on a solid foundation that God has called you to build it on. Men are responsible for leading the family. Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 30 says this. It says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it. But then he says this, but I found no one. So what did he have to do? He had to destroy the land because there was no one that would stand in the gap and do what they were supposed to do. So men, sometimes we have to stand in the gap. Sometimes we have to go the extra mile to be the man, the godly man that, that God's called us to be. You see, when you decide to build a home, one of the most important factors is the foundation. The foundation is the most important thing in the house. Why? Because everything else that you bring into the house banks on the foundation. If the foundation is not solid, then everything else will not be solid. If the foundation is not built on something that's solid, then everything else will, will, will not be solid in the home. You see, if the foundation collapses, everything in the house collapses. If the foundation is shaky or shifting, then what happens is you start seeing cracks in walls and other places because of the foundation is not built on something solid. It's built on something shaky and shifty. So men, let me, let me challenge you for a moment is this. You can't serve God on Sunday and serve the world through the week. You know, that's what they call a shifty and a shaky foundation. Because what happens is you start seeing cracks in the wall, and you think the problem is is the crack. The problem is not the crack. The problem is the foundation. You see, you can come into the house and repair the cracks all day long, and a few weeks later, guess what? You're going to see the crack again. You can come in, repair it, paint all over it, make it look good. And a few months later, you're going to come in and see another crack. Why? Because it has nothing to do with the, what, the wall, but it has everything to do with the foundation. If the foundation is shaky, if the foundation is shifty, then the house will not be able to be solid on the foundation that it's built on. Understand something about the foundation. The foundation, ready men? The foundation isn't pretty. You know where the foundation is? It's in the dirt. It's in the mud. It's not in a pretty place. So the foundation is not pretty. But can I tell you this this morning? The foundation better be solid. If the foundation is not solid, then everything else will collapse in the family. So men, where are you? When God created Adam first, what he was saying was this. Adam, you're the foundation. I'm starting with you, Adam. And what's going to happen, everything that comes after you is your responsibility. Is your responsibility, Adam. So you need to make sure that you prioritize the most important thing in your family, and which is your relationship with God. If your relationship with God is not prioritized, if it's not number one in your life, men, then, then you need to change it. You need to change it, and you need to say to God, God, I'm making everything right with you because I want it to start with me first. 
Because you're giving me responsibility to, to, to lead my family. But if this is not right, everything else won't be right. So we need to make sure that this is right because God is looking for men who will stand in the gap and lead the way, but He can't find anybody because no one is available. The foundation is important. It has to be right. It has to be right in the life. If men don't take responsibility and be in the foundation of the home, there will be chaos, in, not only in the home, but there will be chaos in the, future, or, or in the culture. Men, if we're going to be godly men, then we have to take the role of responsibility seriously and not leave it up to someone else to lead and raise our children. You see, fatherhood isn't easy. Being a mother isn't easy either. It's hard. And there will go, there's going to be times where, man, you have to make decisions in your family. That's the best decision for your family, but it may not be the liked decision in your family. Because you're going to have to make decisions for your children that they're not going to like. And guess what? They're not going to like you. But that's okay. Because my God created me to be the father of the home, not to the friend to my children. We got to be fathers, not friends. My kids got friends. They need a father. They need something that they can see substance in in their life and understand that God is number one. That doesn't mean I'm perfect at all. Does not mean I, you can ask my children. I am not perfect. Lanny's like, well, Dad, you're pretty close. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Lanny. Logan's like, no. He... Priority. Adam was created first, and then Eve came second. Number two is this. Men, you got to be productive. Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 says this. The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden, and then he said these fam famous words, to work it and to take care of it. He, didn't set, he did not place Adam in the garden just to have fun. He placed Adam in the garden to take care of it and, and, to, um, and to work it. Think, listen, things don't grow on their own. They have to work, you have to work at, you have to work the land. You have to cultivate the land so that things will begin to grow. You see, a farmer just doesn't go out and purchase land and look back and go, wow, look at my land. But a farmer who buys the land, he's going to invest in the land. Why? Because he invested into this property and now he wants to grow something that's not there. So men, God has called us to produce things that's not there. He's called us to build things. He's called us to invest in things that's not there. He hasn't called us just to be the good, fun, old, loving dad. But he's called us to be the producer, to, to cultivate the land, to build something in our children, to teach them to grow up, to be men and women of God. They see, a farmer is called to plant the seed. Then not only does he plant the seed, but he takes care of it. And then he pulls out the weeds, and then he fertilizes it. Why? Because he wants a harvest. He's looking into the future. When he sees the land, what he sees is a harvest. Men, what do you see when you look at your children? Do you see a harvest that God can be produced in their life, or you just see them as kids? A farmer sees the land as something that he's going to work at and produce something that's going to, that's going to be good. And that's what God's called us to do, is to be those fathers that will work the ground and cultivate the ground and, and pull out the weeds, just like in the video with the father that's sitting behind those two, the, the, the two kids there, and he's like, hey, we're going to save a little room for Jesus. 
We used to tell the kids at camp all the time that when we'd ride through the camp, we'd see kids sitting over on the hillside, and they'd be over there, and you're just like all locked up. We'd be like, hey, save a little room for Jesus up there. In other words, hey, we need to, we need to spread out a little bit. So God's called us to be that person, to lead the way, to produce something in us. Man, we're called to make, make disciples. We're called to make disciples where? First at home, and then in the church, and then in society. It starts at home. It, men, if we can't do it at home, you're not going to be able to do it outside. Because it starts in the home. That's how God set it up. That's the process that God created. If we will follow that process, then we will produce more than what we started with. Judges chapter 2, verses 10 says this. After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what He had done for Israel. Are we raising a generation that's, that we're raising up that's not going to know anything about Jesus? Are they not going to know anything about how good God's been to us in our life? Because if we're not careful, that's going to happen. Because what we think is it's just going to happen, right? It's just going to automatically happen. Why? Because we take them to church. It's just going to automatically happen. It's not going to automatically happen, man. You, sometimes you have to, you got to work it. You got to, you got to do what it, well, sometimes what the hard job is to do, and that is to lead. So if you want that in your life, then if you want your kids to know the Lord, and you want your grandkids to know the Lord, then men, it starts with us. We're not just called to be productive for ourselves, but for our children and for our grandchildren. Be the, listen, be the man, this is what I, 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 God gave me this this week. Be the man that your son wants to grow up to be. But be the man that your daughter wants to marry. Be the man that your son wants to grow up to be. Now, he doesn't mean that he has to, to do your profession. But he wants to be the man of God that he sees in his father. And then the daughter, let your daughter see the man that one day that, they, that you hope that they will marry. A man that will lead the home. A man that will be an example in the home. Let them see that in your family so that they don't just go out and pick anybody, but they pick the right one. Because that's important. Men, you're, 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 you're important. You're superheroes in your family. I know some of you are like, right now, I don't think so. Because somewhere around 12 and 13 and up to 18, mom and dad, ain't, they're not superheroes. They're not cool anymore. You know, they got the sandals that you saw in the, in the thing, in the socks pulled up to. They're not cool anymore. But I know this, that if you raise them right, they will come back because that's what the Bible says. Lead the way, dads. Because God's called you to be an example. You see, Adam was a single man. He was hanging out with God in the house called the garden. God had called him to watch over the house. He called him to keep the house. But he also called him to tend to the house. You see, the Hebrew word for the word keep is simply this. To guard it or to protect it. See, God's called you to protect your home. To guard your home. In other words, you don't let anything come in from the outside that's not supposed to be there. That's through everything. Relationships, music, TV, whatever. Now listen, I know, I know, I know, I know that you can't like just sit on top of your kids and I understand that. But dads, you got to lead the way. You got to be careful that you're not letting things in that is not supposed to be there. Because if you do, then chaos and confusion 
will begin to set up. God was getting everything set up for Adam. Now, I love this. He was, getting every, he was getting the house prepared for Adam. Why? Because he was about to start moving things into the house. See, before it was just Adam in the garden. And he's getting the house ready, right, men? You know, when, you're, when your wives go away on vacation, right? And, the, and you're just like, well, I have got till Saturday night until they get home. And you wait until Saturday night to, to get everything in the house ready for when they come home, they don't have to do anything. So Adam was getting, listen, Adam was getting the house right because God was about to add the pretty things. Adam was getting the foundation right because if the foundation is not right, if the foundation is not where it needs to be, then when the pretty things come into the house, you start seeing cracks in the wall. A responsibility, a priority that God has placed over Adam's life because he's getting it all set up. Before Adam was by himself with God in, the, in his house, in the garden, and now he's about to add Eve. So he's about to move in the real nice, pretty things called the wife and the children. And the last thing is this. Miss Karen, if you would, come on up this morning. Number three, men, you're called to protect your house. Genesis chapter 2, verses 21 and 22 says this. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took the man's ribs and then closed it up with flesh. Then the Lord made God, or then the Lord God made woman from the, man, uh, from the rib that he had taken out of man and brought her to the man. In other words, now she's introduced to the house. And God's like, Adam, it's no longer you, buddy. You now have a responsibility that I set up before she ever came into an existence. Now your job is what? To protect her. To look after her. To make sure that you're doing what you need to do as a man. Men, it's, a, it's important to understand that she's yours. She's your responsibility to take care of. God was telling Adam, Adam, it's now is the time. Not only have I placed you into the garden to keep it and to tend to it, but now I want you to understand now you must protect it. But here's the question that you have to ask this morning. Protect it from what? I mean, it, the garden was supposed to be a perfect place, right? It wasn't. Why? Because there's sin in the garden. There's sin in the garden. The, the, the Satan was already there. So it wasn't a perfect place. So Satan was already there in the garden. And Adam's like, what am I protecting it from? You're protecting it from Satan, from the, 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 the sneaky snake that, that may creep into your family. And then it may not show up the way that you think it will. The devil's not going to show up with horns and a pitchfork and a long, long pointy tail. It may be some, through something else. But God's called you to protect it. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 says this, Now the serpent was more craftier than any other wild animal and the Lord that the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, notice who he went to first. He went to the woman. He said, Did God really say that you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So Eve didn't go to the man, but he went to Eve and he began to tempt her. The place where God has called Adam to protect, he's nowhere to be found. He's nowhere to be found in the picture at that moment. It's just Eve and the snake. 
He's nowhere to be around. He's not even around. You see, when the snake comes in, he's going to cause problems. When the snake comes in, he's going to stir things up. When the snake comes in, he's going to cause confusion and chaos. Understand this. The serpent was in the house, and Adam's job was what? Was to get rid of it. And he didn't. He didn't get rid of it. He allowed it to stay around because maybe he'll just slither off and and I won't have to deal with it. You ever said that before, man? Maybe the problem will just go away and I don't have to deal with it. Sometimes you got to deal with problems to make them problems go away. Responsible. The serpent is trying to get into the house and he's going to choose any area that he can to get into the house. I've noticed this. If it hisses like a snake and it looks like a snake, guess what? It's a snake. Remember that, men. If it looks like this and it acts like that, then that's probably what it is. You're called to protect your house. You're called to be the the provider of your home, but also the protector of your beautiful home and your family. You see, Joshua chapter 24, verses 15 says this. I love this scripture. It says this, but if serving the Lord seem undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day in whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But then he says this, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Man, can I tell you this something this morning about this scripture? Joshua did not look at his family and ask them, hey guys, you want to go to church? He didn't give them the opportunity. He didn't give them the choice to go to church. He says, hey guys, as long as you live in my house, this is how you're going to live. Now, when you decide to get out on your own, then you can do your own thing. But in this house, God set me up to be the leader of my home, and that's how I'm going to lead, is to be the leader of my home. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to give you a choice. Because if I gave my kids a choice to go to church, mainly, normally they would choose not to go to church. So I don't give them that choice. That may sound mean. They're mine. They're not yours. So what happens in my house is my responsibility. I have to stand before the Lord for something that I didn't do, that he called me to do. You don't. So they don't choose. I remember when my kids would go to prom and they would be out to 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. You're like, oh my God, Pastor, you let your kids stay out that long. What's wrong with you? I knew where they were. They were at the house of a friend. But you know what I told them? Hey, you can stay out tomorrow, Sunday. You're going to church. I don't care if you're tired or not. You can come home after church and sleep. But we're going to church. But that sounds like a dictator. No, it doesn't. That sounds like a man who's leading the way because one day they're going to have their own family. And they're learning now, pray hopefully that they'll do what they learned, watched your father do at home. So sometimes you're called to protect the house. Sometimes you're called to do the difficult things that we don't want to do sometimes. Our responsibility as men is to communicate and to operate under God's authority. Listen to what it says in Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. And, I'm, and I'm, I promise that we're landing the plane this morning. Or as Pastor Ken says, you can go ahead and put your shoes on because we're coming to a, we're coming to a close. And the Lord commanded, listen, then the Lord commanded the man, 
You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you eat it, when you eat from it, you will certainly die. That was not a suggestion. That was a command that he was talking to man. He said, Adam, you are not supposed to do this. And what Adam's job was supposed to do was this. He was supposed to communicate what God called him to do to Eve, his wife, but he did not do that. You see, men, we're called to communicate with our children. We're called to sit down and pray over our children. We're called to lead them and to guide them and to communicate what God's called us in our heart and explain to them why we don't or why we do this. That's your job, men. Don't leave it up to the snake to make the suggestions for you because he will. He will do exactly that. You see, Adam messed up when he didn't communicate to Eve what God told him to do. And the last thing is this. Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 says this. To Adam, he said this. He said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree which I commanded you not to eat from. Because you listened to your wife. Men, I know you love your wife. I know you love your wife. But she's not more important than God in your life. She's not more important than God in your life. God looked at Adam and said, Adam, don't do this. Don't do it. And he did not communicate to Eve. You see, he wanted to blame Eve. It was the lady. Look at, she did it. No, Adam knew what he was supposed to do, and he didn't do it. He's called us to protect the house. When we find ourselves in those positions, what are we going to do? Are we going to step up to the plate and lead the way? Or are we just going to hope and pray that it works out for the best and go back and go, oh, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure what happened. God has called us to live a life that is lined up with his words, not by our feelings. If you would this morning, I want you to stand to your feet. Maybe this is why Father's Day is not a good day or why the attendance in church is not that great, because sometimes you need to hear a hard message that opens your eyes. And can I tell you, as I was preparing this message, it was just like God was just like slapping me in the face. Reminded me where everything starts, and that is my relationship with Him. Why do we need godly men? We need men to assume the priority of being the head of the house. Men who will produce disciples in their home. Men who will protect their house so that the presence of God can flow through the family, then to the church, and then into the culture. I know that's not necessarily the way politically it's pushed out there in the world today, but it is biblically. Priority, produce, and protect. Men... If you're a father this morning, or all men, I want you to come and stand across the front right now. All men in the building, it doesn't matter your age, come and stand across the front this morning. God is looking for men who will assume the responsibility of leading their home. Men, that's not going to be easy sometimes. It's not going to be easy, but it's the right decision to make. So if you're a man in the house, come on, move on up.
Because this is not a, just a Father's Day message. This is a message to the men. Now, this is what I want you to do. Ladies, I want you to come and fill in behind these men that are standing up here today. We pray for the mothers on Mother's Day. Guess what? We're going to pray for the fathers on Father's Day. Do you love me this morning? Pray with me. Father, today, God, your men are standing here today. These are the men that you created, Father. These are the men that you placed inside of their hearts, dreams and visions. The Bible says that, that men will dream dreams, God. That they have a, they have a dream and a, and a desire to lead their family and to be the man of God that you designed them to be, God. But sometimes, Father, we, 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 take us, we take the back seat and we allow somebody else to lead us. But God, today, Father, we are stepping forward and saying to you, God, that I will be the father. I will be the man that you've called me to be. Regardless if I have children at home, I will be the man that you've called me to be. Because you may be sitting somebody under my leadership, God, that I can help be a father that doesn't have a father. So God, every man, every, every, every man that's in this room today, Father, I pray, Jesus, that right now, God, number one priority is to make sure that their relationship with you is where it needs to be. So Father, if there's a man here today that says, God, I just don't know about my relationship with God as simple as A, B, C. Ask, ask Jesus to come into your heart. Believe that he lives there and confess it with your mouth. God, lead us as men, as the church, as you set it up to be, God. To be the protector of our home, the provider of our home, and make everything a priority, God. Everything is built on the foundation. So today, God, make us strong men. Make us godly men. That we can lead our families. That we can lead our churches. God, that we can leave, lead our communities and our cultures, God. Because there's chaos and, and there's confusion in the land, God. And Father, we have the, the things that we need, God, to make an example or to be an example in front of someone. So Father, I pray that you would lead us. As Joshua said, as for me and my house, God, we will serve the Lord. It's not a suggestion, it's a command. So God, from my left to my right, Father, I pray that you would lay your hands on your men this morning. And Father, you would fill them up with your Holy Spirit right now, God. That you would help them to be brave and courageous and to be the men of God that you've called them to be. To assume the responsibility, God, that you've placed upon each and every one of these men that are here today. And God, for those men that don't have children yet, that, that may come later, God, first and foremost is, is making sure everything is right in our life. Not perfect, but we're being the men that you've called us to be. God, we love you today. It's a great day to be a man, to lead our families and our cultures, God. So I pray today, lead us and guide us through everything that we do. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen and amen. Give God a big hand clap of praise this morning. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.